All right, so we are going to learn Da'af Lamed Beis, a really fresh, great new sugya here. Uh, it's a real Shah sugya. It's all about Tashlumi Truma. So it's short, and we're going to start from the Mishnah on the bottom of Lamed Aleph and Beis. With a very short introduction is that uh, we're looking at a Pasuk in Parshas Emar today. So the Pasuk says, Ishki Yolchal Kodesh. If a person who's not a Kohen eats the Truma, he's not allowed to do that. There's a lot in the Torah. He's not supposed to eat, the, he's not supposed to eat it. And also, by the way, if you eat it B'mezid, Da'alach is there's Misa B'day Shemayim. Uh, that, 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 it doesn't mean the basin puts you to death, but it means that you die early. Akalish Baruch who punishes you. Misa Now, what happens if you eat a Bishogik? So there's a very unique punishment that the Torah gives. It's actually a punishment that is really an atonement. What is it? He, he should pay back to the Kohen. He should pay back to the Kohen plus an additional fifth. This is all where he eats a Bishogik yeah, plus an additional fifth. The Nus and the Pasuk, the language of the Pasuk is, but Nus on Kohen. Es HaKodesh, he should give him the holy item. So Chazal derived from here a very important principle. You're not paying him back with cash. You're paying him back, Dabar Haroi Lios Kodesh. So Shumal has to be like whatever, like produce. So you have to give him produce. So it doesn't have to be the exact same thing. You know, if you ate uh, a Truma banana, you can give him a, tr- a Truma peach, but you have to give him an object that can become sanctified when you give it to him. And that's a fascinating idea, which we're gonna be looking at today. Tashlume Truma are paid back with a matter that can become Kodesh. So, the Mishnah starts off here at the bottom of Lamed Alvam and Beis Ha'ochel Trumas Chametz Ba'Pesach. Somebody eats Truma that is also Chametz on Pesach. So it's a little bit more complicated. So he ate a Peshogig. We're talking about the regular case. So if it wasn't Pesach, what would it then be? He would pay back the principal plus an extra fifth and he would pay back with produce that could become Kodesh. But here, what's the, what, why is this a hard case? Because he ate, it was also Chametz on Pesach. So someone could say, hey, he didn't really take anything of value away from the coin. Assuming that Chametz on Pesach is Asura no, you didn't take anything away of value, so you'd be totally potter. Says the Mishnah, no, that's not the case. Mishalim Karen Bechomesh, he still has the regular halacha, the good old halacha that he pays back the Karen Bechomesh, the same exact din. Why is that? I, it has no value now. So it's because of the fact that it's very unique. It's very unique in the sense that um, when you're paying back the Karen Bechomesh and it's becoming Kodesh, it's not just you know regular damages payment. It's a new idea that you have to restore the truma. So the Mishnah seems, the simple shot of the Mishnah is that even if there is no value to what you took away, there's still a din to atone for your sin that you should restore the coin with the truma. So even though I didn't take back anything with value, still the Mishnah is saying I have to pay back. That's the simple shot of the Mishnah. We'll see another interpretation in the Gemara. B'mezid, but if I eat it b'mezid, so then none of this whole thing happens, right? When you eat b'mezid, what's the halacha? You're chayef, misa b'day shemayim. But in terms of damages, you just pay back like a regular goslin. There's nothing special. So what's the din? So if you're a regular goslin, you didn't take anything of value. If it was chametz on Pesach, if, if let's say a goslin steals my do, a box of donuts on Pesach, he doesn't have to pay me anything. You didn't take away anything of value. So so do we here. He has to pay the potter. He's exempt from paying back the value of the chametz. And from even from what the, the chametz could be used for as firewood because it has no value. It's even Asr Bahana on Pesach. That would be the simple shot here in the Mishnah. So the Mishnah would be saying that chametz on Pesach is Asr Bahana. So if it's amazing, you're totally potter. You didn't take anything of value. And still the Mishnah is saying that Peshogig is the regular payments of Karen B'chomesh, even though there's no value because of this new concept of Tashlumay Truma, that you're restoring the Truma. You're not just giving damages, you're restoring the Truma. Therefore, you pay back even though it had no value. So the Gemara says, we learned in the Mishnah and Truma, so Ochel Truma B'Shogeg, when someone eats Truma B'Shogeg, Mishalim, this is the whole new idea of Karen B'Chomash. Echadah Ochel, this is true, whether you eat Truma, the Echadah Shosah said, the Mishnah is telling you a Chiddush, even though the Pasuk said, a person ate Truma, but it's true if he drinks Truma as well. Echadah or even smearing, there's a concept of the Gemara, and Yuma derives, Sicha Kishtiyah, 
that's smearing truma, let's say a, a, a truma oil, and you smear it on your skin, that's tantamount to drinking it, to consuming it, so there you also pay for that. This is true not only if the truma was tahar, but even if the truma was tame. Why is this a novelty? Because if the truma was tame, what's it all made for by the coin? Not for the coin to eat, but rather for the coin to burn as fuel. So if it's only for the coin to burn as fuel, what did I really take away? So I still took away some benefit. The coin still could have something from it. There's still something there. Uh, he could benefit from it as fuel. And it's still considered that it's still somewhat truma because, right, it still has the fulfillment of being burned or that the coin can benefit from it when it's burning. So I have to restore that truma even when it was tamay. So in all these cases, Misham Chomesh, so you pay back a fifth. And if you eat the fifth, let's say you designate the fifth and then you eat the fifth. So then you're going to have to pay a fifth of the fifth as well. So that's the idea. If you, if you have to pay always the principal plus a fifth, if you go ahead and eat the, fi- eat the fifth, you're going to have to pay back an additional fifth from that. So now the Gemara says, one of the most lumdish shilas of all time, this idea of Tashlume Truma, again, all when you eat Truma B'Shoge, Kishuhu Mishalem, when you were paying back, Lefi Mida Mishalem, O Lefi Damim Mishalem. So we know you're paying back produce. You're not paying back cash. We know that. The Pasuk says, you're paying them, you're storing the truma. You're not just paying, giving them damages. That's clear. But do you give it in volume, irrespective of a change in the, in, in a change in the price? It's all based upon volume. So if let's say I, I, uh, I ate uh, one pound, right? So you have to pay back a pound. Even if there's a price change and it's not worth more or something like that, it doesn't matter. You always pay back you always pay back the, uh, the same volume of what you took away because you were restoring the truma. So if there was that amount of truma, you restore that amount of truma. If there's a price change, there's a price change, nobody cares. That's the tzad of lefimida mishala. Lefidam mishala means that no, you pay in terms of value. You pay in terms of value produce that's becoming truma, but you only have to pay the amount of value that's equal to the price of the truma you took. So if I took away a pound of truma that was worth a dollar, I don't have to give back a pound of truma that's worth $2. I have to give back an amount of truma that would be worth a dollar. If it ends up that, that means there's less volume now, then I only have to give less volume. So everybody agrees to the concept that I'm restoring truma and I'm giving back new truma. But the question is, do I have to give it back in the same amount that it was before, no matter what the price is? Or do I only have to give it back commensurate to the original price? That's the question. And the Gemara now will spell out the details of the dispute. Let's say the price goes down. Let's say I originally ate a pound and it was worth four zuz. And in the end, I could get a pound. In other words, it was a tremendous uh, uh, a drop in the price, and I could get that same pound for a zuz, so meaning the price went down. So there, there's no question, meaning every, no one's going to say that you could give a pound now even though it's worth less. Why? You have to pay definitely at least four zuz worth. You can't be any less than someone who committed a regular act of theft. What would be if it wouldn't be Dashamitrum? What about a regular act of theft? Let's say somebody steals a regular case. He steals a pound of wheat from you. And that pound of wheat was worth $4. And then there's a tremendous price, price drop and now he's paying you back cash. Does he have to give you $4 or $1? What's the answer? $4. That's the halacha. They pay based upon the price that it was worth at the time that they stole. So if there was a price shop, the Gazan still has to pay, and when he's paying back in money, the price that it was worth at the time that he stole. So there's no question that there's not going to be a leniency by Tashlume Truma. The fee Mida Mishalim, rather, that you can pay back in volume, is definitely not coming to create a greater leniency. So if the price of Truma went down, I stole uh, a pound of apples. 
And now that pound of apples was worth four when I stole it. And now I can give that same pound of apples back and I just spend one, one zuz to do that. There's no question that I still have to give back uh, at least the value of four zuz now. There's no question. The question is the opposite. Just the inverse. Originally, the pound of apples was only worth one zuz. And now it's worth four. So if it would be a regular gazlan, what's the halacha? He just has to pay what it was worth. That's, a, that's normally the halacha. However, maybe here that it's tashlume truma, you have to give back a pound. The din is you have to restore the truma. So if you stole a pound, you got to return a pound. I, to get a pound now, I'm going to have to spend much more than the value of the truma than when I ate it. Nobody cares. You got to pay back that amount. That's one side. You ate the amount of this amount, you got to pay back that amount. Even though it's worth more now, but you have to restore the truma means that you have to give back that same amount, that same volume of truma. Or maybe you pay back based upon value. It was, a, it was a pound that was worth a zuz, so you have to give back a zuz's worth of truma. If that means now you're giving back something of less volume, then that means you're giving back now something of less volume. But so be it. You only have to give back the amount of truma commensurate to the value of what you ate in the original truma. So that's the lumdisha shaila here. If there was a, if when, when I ate it, it was worth. Uh, it was worth less than it is worth now. So if I want to get back that same volume to the coin, I would have to spend much more money. Am I obligated to do so? The Fimida Mishalim says, yes, you have to restore back that same volume. But Fidam Mishalim says, no, you only have to give back Truma commensurate to the original price of when you ate it. So what's the halach? So Omar of Yosef, Tashma, let's look at a proof. It says, somebody ate some dried figs, which are not like the best thing out there. And he pays him back dates, which is much more, people like dates more than dried figs, okay? So it says, The person who did that, he did a really nice payment. He should be blessed for the way he paid back the coin. So what's going on? If he's paying based upon volume. So he ate, let's say, a pound of dried figs, and he's paying them back a pound of, of dates. Now we understand why he's so blessed for the way he paid back. He only ate a pound of 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 uh, of a groger's tishavi azuza, which is worth only one zuz, because of groger tishmarim tishavi arba, and he's paying back that same volume and dates, which has much more value. In other words, if he always has to pay lefimida, it makes so much sense. He's picking to choose to to pay back with a different entity that's worth more. So it's great. He took away a pound of dried figs. He's giving back a pound of dates. What a good guy. He's literally giving back the coin something that has more value. We understand. It's, whenever you always only give the volume commensurate to the value. So then it, at the end of the day, the coin's getting the same value here. He eats something worth as those. He's giving back something that's worth as those. So meaning, let's say you took a pound of dried figs and, and, and that was worth $1. There's, when you pay back dates, you're not going to have to give a zuz worth of dates. Let's say a zuz is worth twice as much, then you only have to give half a pound of dates to the coin. If you hold the feed and mishalim, you're always paying the new produce based on the replacement of value in the original produce. So if it doesn't make a difference about giving back something of more value, that's not a bigger benefit to the coin, the Kumar is asking. Ultimately, his bank account has exactly as much as it had before. Must be the Fimida Mishalim, and no. When you pay back the volume, you have to pay back the same amount, regardless of the price. And therefore, you're actually increasing the amount of value in the coin's assets. So the Kumar reflects that the deflects is not a proof. Really, you're only paying back 
according to value. Why is he blessed? You ate dried figs, which people don't like so much. It's not something that there's such a demand for. You're paying something that there's a higher demand for. So what are we saying? We're saying, you're right in value in the market. They're the same. Half a pound of dates and one pound of dried figs are exactly the same price in the market. But if you'd ask the people what they'd rather have, they'd still rather say, they would say, they would rather have the half a pound of dates because people want it more than they want figs. So I don't know if economics makes sense with this. I, 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 I can't figure this out. It drives me nuts whenever I think about it, but it really just comes from my ignorance in economics. But what the Gemara is saying is there are two things of equal value, totally equal value. It's not at all different. Just the mice of people want this more than they want that, but they have the same value. But that's exactly the point that the Gemara is saying. You guys can tell me later if you think that makes sense in the laws of economics. But that's the point of the Gemara. Really, if it's a feed dumb in Mishalim, but there's a bracha for, 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 for giving back that same value in the form of the half pound of dates over, over the full pound of dried foods. So now we get to understand what in the world this has to do with our mission. So now let's get back into it. To now, what did our mission say? You ate on chametz on Pesach. Right? The trumas chametz on Pesach. So it said, when you ate a Peshogit, you still have to pay back the Karen and the Chomesh. So what was the value in what I ate? Zero. Nothing. And I'm still paying back Karen and Chomesh. So if you say that the idea is you have to pay back the volume, even if the, the value is much more in the volume that I'm giving back, I have to give it. So now it's good, even though the value in what I ate was zero, but that's exactly the point. You're always paying back the volume. You're restoring the trimmer. And it doesn't make a difference if there's more value in the thing you're giving back. Then it makes sense. Shop here. Everything's good. You have to pay back new trimmer despite the fact that the original value in what you ate was zero. That you're paying back with new, with, new, with new stuff, but it's only commensurate to the value in what you ate in the original Trumah. Is there any value to Chametz on Pesach? So the dinner of the Mishra doesn't make sense. What a Gishmaka proof. The only way to understand why you would have to pay back for Trumah's Chametz Pesach would be if you say, So the Gemara now gives us a completely different understanding of the Mishra. Says the Gemara in Amad Rabbi Yosei the Machas Pesach Matamah Na. The Mishnah is going like Rabbi Yosei Rabbi Yosei is the one town in the world who was that Chametz Pesach was Matamah Na. So actually, the Chametz had value. It has value that it can be used as fuel that you can give it to your dog that you can sell it, so on and so forth. So now everything's good. If you eat Shemas Chametz Pesach Pashogig, you have to pay back Karen and Chametz, whatever the value is. It might be a little bit le- worth worth less because it's it's only Matamah Na, not Bachila, but there is value. So you're paying. The Karen and Chomesh of the value of the Chomesh. And there is value to the Chomesh because the Mishnah happens to be going like Rabbi Yosei But in a Chanam, if you go like the Rabbana and the Chomesh, then you wouldn't have to pay back anything. Very good. So you're paying back because the Mishnah happens to hold like the one Tana that Chomesh Pesach has held. Frek the Gemara, the obvious question. So what's the contrast? What did the end of the Mishnah say? That if I eat it b'mezid, that I don't have the special parsha, I'm only paying back like a regular thief, then I'm totally putter, both from paying back the value of eating chametz and the value of fuel. Why? If we're going like Rabbi Yosei then chametz b'pesach has value. So if someone would steal my box of donuts, so they're stealing something that has value. So why are they putter completely? Must be our mission is going like they're abundant that it has no value. And then the ratio is still sad when I eat a Peshogig, I have to pay back. Invite their proof that if you meet the Mishalim. So this new eighth of learning the mission like Rabbi Yosef Lili doesn't seem to make any sense because the Mishnah says when I steal Bamezid like a regular thief, I'm totally potter. Which is exactly what you're trying to say. So now, we know there's a din of Kim Libid The din of Kim Libid says that what? That when you do an Avera B'mezid, 
That's high. So let's go slow. Similarly, driving is when you do an avir that's machayv you misa. You don't, and the same misa also is machayv you monetary payment. You don't have to pay the monetary payment. Now, what about if it's kares? That's where mechuna ben akonas halacha is that it applies to a misa bekares as well. He treated someone who burns down his friend's haystack on Shabbos as Kim added, so too, someone who burns down his friend's haystack on Yom Kippur. Just like on Shabbos when there's a Chiyam Misa, you have Kim Levi Deramine. So too, when on Yom Kippur, where there's a Chiyam Karis, you have Kim Levi Deramine. So now, what's the Gemara saying? Be very careful here. The Gemara is not saying that because you're Chayav Karis for eating it on Pesach, therefore you have Kim Levi because the Mishnah, and this is the key, Rashi explains this way, the Mishnah doesn't say that when you ate it B'mezid means that you was B'mezid that you knew it was Chametz and you were trying to violate the laws of Pesach. You might not be Chayv Karis. You might not. You're Mezid that you know it's Truma. And what's the punishment for eating Truma B'mezid? Not Karis. Misa B'day Shemayim. What's the difference between Misa B'shemayim and Karis? Different opinions in the Rishonim? Probably most Rishonim say there's a 10-year difference of how early you die. 50 or 60. Bottom line is, does Misa B'day Shemayim also have the exemption of Kim Levi That's what the Bumar is being Machadish. When the Mishnah, on the end of the Mishnah said you were B'mezid, doesn't mean you were B'mezid klape the Chametz. You were B'mezid klape the Truma. Let's say you were aware that it was Truma and you didn't care, but you were not aware that today is Pesach, just to bring out the point. That's, in that case, the Mishnah is being Machadish, you have Kim Levi D'Ravinet. I, why bother talking about the case of Chametz at all? Just like what a regular case. Every, it comes out in the Gemara, every single person who eats Truma B'mezid doesn't have to pay back, right? You have Kim Levi The Territ is in a Chanami, We're just coming Agav the Rasha. The Rasha wants to bring out the Chiddush that when it's Truma, that, that, that when it's, when it's Bishogik, so you don't have Kim Levi D'Ravinet in the Rasha, then, 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 then you're Chayav to pay back, uh, and it's because it still has value. That's why we're talking about Chametz B'chlaw. Because we're going like Rabbi Yosei But in a Hanami, it comes out that according to this answer of the Gemara, every single time a person eats Chiruma B'mezid, they do not have to pay back the coin a penny. Because you have, as long as it was B'mezid, you have Kim Levi Dramine, Misa B'day Shemayim, exempts you from the payment of the money. So bottom line is, where are we? There are two completely different Shatim in the Mishnah. Completely different Shatim. If you will, that the Nidah Mishalem, then the Mishnah is going at the Chametz is totally Asr If you eat a Bishogig, you still have to pay because Lafi Midah Mishalem. The Mishnah, you're totally Potter because you didn't take any, anything away of value. Or, the old Lafi Daman Mishalem, the Mishnah has to hold like Rabbi Yisrael, the Chametz has value. If you eat a Bishogig, you're paying back the value of the, what you can get for benefit. But the Mishnah, you're Potter because it can live with the Rabbi. I mean, a completely two different Pshatim uh, in the simple Pshat of the Mishnah. So now the Gemara jumps into this issue of Lafi the Mishalem, Lafi Daman Mishalem is actually Machlokas Tanam. Kitano, it's really Machlokas Tanam. It says, Rabbi Akiva says if someone eats Shumas Chametz Pesach, they're potter from Tashlumen and Meitzim. They are totally potter. Different Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Yochanan Nuri Mechayim. Rabbi Yochanan Nuri was Mechayim. So I'm going to Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Yochanan Nuri Chiman Al Yishlov. What 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 value did I take away? I didn't take anything away of value, so I should be potter. Clearly, Rabbi Akiva seems to be saying with Fidamim Mishalim, right? So I didn't take anything away of value, so why should I pay back? I'm a Rabbi Yochanan Nuri. Rabbi Akiva. Umana Yishlov Chol Truma Tamei B'Shar Kamal Shoshanim Shemishalim. Rabbi Yochanan Nuri makes the following argument: When you eat Truma Tamei, we learned in the Brisa before, you have to pay back. What value does Truma Tamei have? So Amar Lo, Rabbi Akiva says the obvious discrepancy. There's a big difference between Truma Tamei and Chametz on Pesach. You might not be allowed to eat it, but you're allowed to use it for fuel. You can benefit from it when it's being burned. How could you apply it to You can't use it at all. If it's totally forbidden, you're not taking away anything of value. What could I compare Chametz on Pesach actually to? Not to Truma Tamea, but to a different example. Let's say I have juice from Tutim and Anavim. 
like like some grape juice or some from some berry juice of truma that became tummy. You can't use it as fuel. It's too liquidy to use as fuel. And you can't eat it because it's tummy. In that case, there's nothing you can do for it. And you know what happens if you know what happens if you would eat it? You wouldn't have to pay the coin in one cent because you didn't take any, anything of value. If I eat Truma, that's Tame. So I took away potential fuel. Yeah, then you got to pay because of the value of the fuel. But if I take away a liquid that became Tame, which has no potential to be used for fuel either, then in a Hanami, you're totally potter. That's a good comparison to Chametz Pepesach. Just like you're potter there, Chametz Pepesach is potter. So Rabbi Akiva clearly is expressing an idea of the fee, Dom and Mishalim. So there's no parasha of Tashlume Truma on Chametz Pepesach. And Rabbi Yochamenuri was sounding like there is. His comparison to Truma Tame was a little bit strange, but the point, it sounds like he's saying is the fee, Midam Mishalim, and therefore it doesn't matter whether it had value or not. Now the price, just adds one more point. When is this whole discussion? This is all when it was chal, the truma, and then it became chamit afterwards. Meaning, like the chalais truma was there on the flower, and then afterwards, subsequently, it became, it became chamit. Let's say you have chamits already, and it's Pesach, and you're being mafresh truma, you're trying to attempt to be mafresh truma on something that's already chamit. Everybody agrees it can't be kamkadosh. This line in the price we're going to learn about tomorrow. We're going to get back to this line. It's not for us now. But we're going to learn tomorrow that for sure, Truma on Pesach can't become Truma. Our whole discussion is when I have Truma that became Chamech, it was already Truma, and then it became Chamech, if somebody ate it, do they pay back or not? But everybody agrees it can't become Truma from the outset if it is Chamech on Pesach. We'll learn about why exactly that is tomorrow. Fine. So bottom line is we have a Machlokasim Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yochan Minuri. If somebody eats Chamech on Pesach, whether they or not, they have to pay. Okay, we'll get back to the analysis of the dispute in a little bit. But first, this Gemara brings another brisa. Tiny Yidach, it says in another brisa, but now send the coin, es kodesh. This is the big drasha. You give the coin, the kodesh. kodesh. You have to pay him back with an item that can become holy. So if you eat produce, you got to give back produce, something that's like it. This excludes somebody who eats chametz and Pesach. Because if he eats chametz on Pesach, if you would attempt to give an item that's like the Truma on Pesach, it wouldn't be able to become Kaddish. It wouldn't be able to get any value. So he's like making like a drasha type of spin on it. Why you're potter from, why you're potter from Truma's chametz on Pesach, which is not something that we've really seen before. Until now, we've just been saying you're potter because of the Dhamma Mishnah, you didn't take anything away of value. He's like trying to like spin it. You can't replace it. Since you can't replace it exactly with the thing you ate, so you're potter. So we'll see a little bit about that. Rablazar Chasma says, no, if you eat Chametz with Pesach, you are obligated to restore, to give new produce, to replace the Chametz. Even if you don't agree to my drasha, but what about logic? What'd you take away? Right? The same thing we're trying to say. If you didn't take anything away, so you don't have to pay. We go back to that same argument Manuri made. What I know, what value is there to Chametz? Uh, to Truma to Tumeya the whole year when if you eat you still pay back so Truma's Chametz and Pesach should be the same there you might not be able to eat it but at least you have the value of it burning Chametz and Pesach is forbidden in benefit so if Chametz and Pesach is forbidden in benefit you have no enough from it whatsoever so if you eat so why do we have to pay back anything Amar lo, so here he has a different response. Amar lo, afbazu, yeshel hetar asakosh, amar tzakoin, meritz lo vekabu, masikot avshilo. See, he says back, Rabbi Lozman Chasma says, no, I hold a chametz on Pesach, his mother bahana. I hold if the coin wants to give it to his dog or use it as fuel, he could. Meaning, he holds like the one dana, Rabbi Yosi Aglili, a chametz on Pesach, his mother bahana. So therefore, you do have to pay back the value because there is value. So he's giving a specific response. 
So in other words, the people who were saying Lefi Dami Mishalim were saying, hey, there's no value here. So if there's no value, why do you have to pay? Says back, the other opinion, Rabbi Lazar and Chasma, I hold there is value because I hold like Rabbi Yosef Aglili. So he's not giving the response, I hold Lefi Mida Mishalim. That's not his response here in this price. He's giving a different response. He's saying, I hold like Rabbi Yosef Aglili that in fact has value. So now, it's very minimal value. True, but it's still, it could be that, that on that value you're paying. In other words, if you hold Lefi Dami Mishalim, and you still, and he's responding, but I still hold there's value in Akhanami. You would pay a very much a limited value, not regular market price. So, bottom line is, we had two prices. A dispute between Rabbi Yochum and Nuri and Rabbi Akiva, if you eat Trumas Bachamets Bapasach, where nobody responded, it's Mutabana, they were just arguing if you can compare it to Trumas Bachamets And then in the second price, where they seem to be arguing whether or not it's Mutabana. So now the Gemara analyzes on the Ahmed Bey's the two prices. Omer Abai. Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yochum and Nuri, Kulus, Rabbi Yochum He wants to say like this. Everybody except for Rabbi Lazar Chasma held that it's Asr Bahana. So what's the root of the... Everybody did not hold like Rabbi Yosef. Except for that one lone Tana here, Rabbi Lazar Chasma, who says it's Matzah Bahana, all the other Tana here held that it was Asr Bahana. So what was their issue? That's exactly what the root of the dispute is, our question. Rabbi Akiva said, you're Pater. Again, assuming that it's Asr Bahana and Lefi Dome Mishalim, so I don't have to give back anything. I have no value. Rabbi Yochum and Nuri Sarva Lefimidam Mishalem. And Rabbi Yochum and Nuri, who argued Rabbi Akiva, the reason he yelled Yerchayev is because of the Yisod of Lefimidam Mishalem. Frank the Gemara, Chita, very good. It's obviously Machlokas Tanam about that issue. What else could have been said? Now, the Tame Rabbi Yochum and Nuri and Amikri Kivis really dumb Lefimidam Mishalem, Lefidam Mishalem. Someone might say like this. In the first price as well, Rabbi Yochum and Nuri concedes to the abstract idea that Lefidam Mishalem. Why was he saying you have to pay back when you eat Shemam Pesach? The reason why he's obligating you, maybe a real Khmer also held that it's Mutter Bahana. And that's why he was obligating you to pay. Kamashmalan, they know he agrees it's also Bahana. He's just meaning the Chayv you to pay because he holds the fee, Mida Mishalim. How do we even know? How do we know that in the first price of the dispute is not whether it's Mutter Bahana, but whether the fee, Dummy, the fee, Mida Mishalim? Says the Gemara, because we can tell from the response to the question. Rabbi Yenokhem and Nuri should have responded to Rabbi Akiva's question the same way Rabbi Yenokhem responded to Rabbi Lazar Yaakov. Let's go over that point. In the second price, Rabbi Lazar Yaakov said, you're positive. Rabbi Lazar said, you're chayv. Rabbi Lazar Yaakov said, why are you chayv, buddy? What, what did you take away? There's no value. Why is it different than Shema? That, uh, well, there's no value here. What did he respond? He ended up responding, there is value because it's mutter bahana. So if you hold that it's mutter bahana, you say that it's mutter bahana. In the first price of the discussion between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yochumanuri, Rabbi Akiva said you're potter, Rabbi said you're chai. Rabbi Akiva screaming, hey, you didn't take away anything of value, why are you paying? Rabbi Yochumanuri doesn't give that response that I hold it's mutter bahana. He doesn't say that. He doesn't give that explicit response. Must be, he agrees that it's also bahana. He's still obligating you to pay because he owes the fee, Mida Mishalem. So the bottom line is, we see there's two ways, theoretically, to obligate someone for paying back. Either you hold it's Motabana, okay? Then you could hold the fee, Dama Mishalem, but it's Motabana, so you pay back. Or the other way is the fee, Mida Mishalem. And that's the point that the Gemara is saying, that the first price of the two of Yochum and Rabbi Akiva was about the fee, Mida, the fee, Dama. The second price of the Machlokas of Rabbi and Rabbi Chasma was about whether everyone held the fee, Dama Mishalem, but the Machlokas was whether or not it was Motabana. So bottom line is, our question of the fee, Dama, the fee, Mida, we have clearly proved is a machlokas tanom between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yochan Menorah. So our Mishnah itself could be learned like either way, as we spoke about, but there's clearly a dispute between the Tanon about the issue. So now we learn more dinam of Atashlumi Truma, Tanarabana, and Ocha Kazayas Truma. Somebody who eats a Kazayas worth of Truma, 
Mishalim Karen Bachomesh. That's when he pays back Karen Bachomesh. So we're saying like this. Normally, about theft and payments, it's never about how much in terms of a volume. It's always in terms of value. If you steal a pruta, you got to pay back a pruta. You steal less than a pruta, you don't. But here, the Torah says, Ish kiyocha. So it's about, you have to do an achila. If you have to do an achila, it's only if you did a kazayas. That's the Tanakhama. But Omer, pruta. He says, no, 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 no. It's not about volume. It's all about, did you do a pruta's worth? So if it's less than a kazayas, you're chayim. As long as there was a pruta's worth. If you ate a kazayas and it's not a pruta's worth, you're potter. So the first opinion is saying that it's all about volume. The second opinion is saying that it's all about, that it's all about value. Can I ask you a funny question? Wouldn't you think that this just depends on the Vidam Mishalim or the Fumidam Mishalim? You would think, right? We'll see in the Gemara in a second if that's really true. The Gemara says, My time is the Tanakama. Because again, it's not necessarily true. The Machlok is the Vidam Mishalim, the Vidam Mishalim is when I'm high of the question is, do I pay based upon the original price or do I pay it in volume? Now we're having another question. What triggers the Chiv? Is it making an Achila of Kezayis or taking away a Pruto's value? You would think so, right? Okay, so let's see. Says in my time, the person who eats the kodesh bishgal Whenever you see the term of achila, normally you're supposed to assume it's kazayis. So it's if you eat a kazayis. Abashol, my time. Why does abashol come from? Amakrov v'nasan. The Torah says v'nasan be'inasina pachlishavet pruta. When you pay a coin, v'nasan is a language which indicates like a chashav v'nasina. A chashav v'nasina means the value of pruta. So it's machlokas and drashas. Yochal, the other opinion says, doesn't it say eating? So if it says eating, so you, how can we say it's Peli in Pruta? That's just coming to exclude someone who destroys it. Meaning, let's say I take a Cohen's Truma, I take a Pruta's worth, and I chuck it into the sea. So I definitely destroyed it, but I didn't eat it. I'm potter from this new Chiv of, 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 of Karan Rechomesh. I have to pay back damages, but I'm potter from Kiv Rechomesh. The Torah says, Ish not to say you need a Kezayas. But to say that you have to eat it as opposed to wasting it. What does the Kamakama do with Nasan? That's just coming to tell me if Nasan the Kohen is a Kodesh, that I have to give back something that can replace the Truma, that I have to pay back in produce and not something else. Because since he wanted to say Esa Kodesh, so it had to say that prefacing word, the Nasan the Kohen Esa Kodesh. But in Hanam, it's not coming to say it has to be worth a Pruta. So we have a Gavaldigam Achlekes. The first Tana holds that the trigger is Chiyav by Kezayas, irrespective of whether it's Pruta. And the second Tana holds and the Chiyav is triggered by Pruta, irrespective of whether it's a Gezayis. Now we elaborate a little bit more, Tana and it says in another bride, so, oh, someone who eats Truma less than a Gezayis, Mishalim is a Karen, you have to pay back damages. However, it's not the special parish of Tashlumi Truma, you don't have to add the fifth. So the one says, hey, what's going on here? If it doesn't, it's not worth a Pruta. We said it was less than a Gezayis, right? So was it less than a Pruta? Karen, you don't have to pay back the principal also. Any thief doesn't have to pay back less than a Shavar Pruta. Ida is a shavar pruta. Elamite is a shavar pruta. So it's a shavar pruta. You should have to pay back a chomesh as well. So the Gemara is trying to say, what's going on here? If you steal a shavar pruta, shouldn't you be high the trigger? Shouldn't it trigger a chiyuv to pay back dashlumi truma? So the Gemara says, no. It is worth a pruta, but since it's not a kazayas, I feel awfully keeping the less kazayas. Since it's not a kazayas, meaning, in order to trigger the chiv of Tashlumi Truma, you have to eat a kazayas. So here it was worth a pruta, but it was not the volume of a kazayas, so you pay back like a regular gazla. However, the special chiv of, of, of Karen and Chomesh is not paid unless it's worth a kazayas. This sounds like the Tanakhama's view. This is the Tanakhama's view, that even if it's worth a pruta, if it's not the volume of kazayas, you don't have the special chiv of Tashlumi Truma. You would, however, have to give back the amount of the pruta like any other thief would. So the Gemara says, Amir Rabbanu Kamei Papa, Hadulo Kabashol. 
So this sounds like not like the second opinion. It's not like Abba Shal. This bride must not go like him. Abba Shal says it depends on Pruta. So seemingly that means if you eat a Pruta's worth, even though there's not a volume of Kazais, you have the special parsha of Tesla Mitra You should have to put back Karen and Chomash. So it sounds like this price is only going like the Tanakama that you need a Kazayas and not like Abishol that you need a, that, that, that it depends on Pruta. So Amaluhu at Papa, it's not true. I feel the Abishol. We could be going like Abishol also. Abishol Tartebai. Abishol says Pruta, right? We thought until now, what does it mean? It's Pruta irrespective of whether it's a volume of Kazayas. Says the Gemara now, no, 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 no. Abishol is coming to say you need both. You need to eat a Kazayas and it's worth the Pruta. Tanakama was saying if you eat a volume of Kazayas, you're high, even if it's not worth the Pruta. Says, Abashol, no, you need both, Kazayas and Pruta. So everybody agrees you need Kazayas and Pruta. So here, if you ate a Pruta without a Kazayas, even Abashol would concede that there's no parsha of Tashlumetruma. That's what the Gemara is saying, a big novelty. Up until this point, we thought Abashol was saying it all depends on Pruta. Now we're saying he, he's, he's just adding that you need a Pruta as well. Says the Gemara, is that true? Me boy Abashol Tarte. Does he require both? But Tanan, it says, if it's worth a pruta, meaning he's responding to the Tanakama. Tanakama said it all depends on Kezayas. Abishol says no. If it has a pruta, you're If it doesn't have a pruta, you're Amrulo, the Chachaman's response is, Shavar pruta, that amount is in regard to Me'ilo, when you steal from the Beis HaMekdash, there we care about pruta. But when you steal from the Kohen, you're not chayav unless there is a kazayas. The chachamim say back in this language. You're saying it depends on pruta. No, you're not chayav unless there is a kazayas. So clearly it sounds like Abishol was saying you're chayav even though there's not a kazayas. Once there is a shavar pruta, you're chayav. And the chachamim are saying no. Unless there is a kazayas, you're not going to be chayav. If it's true that Abishol required both a kazayas and a shavar pruta, then the Chachamim are not adding a, lenient, uh, a, a stringency, they're adding a leniency. They're saying, I'm sorry, they're not adding a, they're, they're adding a stringency that you're high from already from a Kezai. So when he said, Kivan Chishma Kezai me Baile, the language should have been the opposite. Even though there's not a Pruta, since there's a Kezai, it's your Chayav. So it must be that it was actually the opposite. Abishol was saying that your Chayav, that you're as a stringency, you're high from a Shavar Pruta, even though there was not a Kezayas, and the Rabbanon are stating a leniency. No, you're not Chayav, unless there is also a Kezayas. So the Mara says, Tiyufta, we reject our Papa. What does it mean we reject our Papa? Clearly, the Machlokas is extremely black and white. Abashol holds it depends on Pruta, irrespective of the, whether or not there was a, there was a Kezayas. You're Chayav even less than a Kezayas, as long as you had a Shavar Pruta. And the Rabbanon were saying, you're Chayav and Achila of Kezayas, irrespective of Pruta. So they're just two different perspectives. They eat, there's one, either the variable is Kezayas, the Tanakama, or the variable is Pruta in, in Abashol, but neither one requires the other. Now the Gemara continues, the Av, Rav Papa, Even besides the fact that we rejected Rav Papa, Rav Papa himself said a comment that shows that he retracted, and he agrees that Abashol is Machayev on a Pruta that's not a Kezayas. Where do we see this? The Tanya, we get into a Bryce here. So we're now the Bryce is talking about Me'ila. So Me'ila is when you steal from the base of Mekdash. What happens when you steal from the base of Mekdash? So Bishogeg, you're Chayev Me'ila. What's Me'ila? Cheren, Chomesh, and a Karban Asha. Okay, carbon ashram. That's the punishment of Me'ila. So the Pasuk says, when you sin with Bishogig unintentionally, you didn't realize it was Hakdish, that's when there's Me'ila. When you do it B'mezid, when you know you're stealing from the base of Mikdash, there's no carbon ashram. There's no carbon in that case. 
So that's the drasha that we make. That's when you bring a carbon. But if you amaze the stove in the base of you don't bring a carbon. Says the Brisa Akasha, Valo Dinu. Why do I need to make a drasha that you're a potter from Asham when you do Meila Bemezid? Of course you are. If other mitzvahs which have a chi of karis, let's say eating chilev, eating dam, the isra for doing it Bemezid is karis. Still, potter is amazed being Eila, potter is amazed. If somebody does it Bemezid, they don't bring a carbon. We know in general carbonos are only Bishogeg. So Meila Shemba karis. So Meila, where the punishment even Bemezid is not karis, in Odin Shapater is amazed. Certainly when you do it Bemezid, Certainly when you do it b'mezid, you're not chayv a carbon. So we're saying like this, why does the Pasuk have to make a drasha that you're not chayv a carbon ashram for me? You love you, do it b'mezid. We should learn it from all mitzvahs. All mitzvahs which have a chayv karis if you do b'mezid, still you're not chayv a carbon b'mezid. You're only chayv a carbon b'shogeg. So certainly me'ila, where the punishment b'mezid isn't as so strong, it's not karis, certainly we should say that you're not chayv a carbon b'mezid. So why did we need a Pasuk to make that point? So the Brisa responds, Lo, Imam, other mitzvahs, there's karis. There's not misa, there's not misa b'nei shamayim, there's karis. Tomer b'me'ila shechayi ben misa. Me'ila is more severe. Why is me'ila more severe? Because it has misa b'nei shamayim. Now obviously this line makes no sense. Because which one is more severe? Karis and misa b'nei shamayim. The beginning of the Brisa was saying, karis is more severe. That was the whole kava chomer. Now we're saying, oh, but maybe me'ila is more chomer because it's got misa b'nei shamayim. But I thought karis is worse. So the Gemara will ask that in one second. So, bottom line is, I would say Mi'ila is more severe because it has Misa B'day Shemayim, Tamar Lomar, that's why I needed the Drasha of Bishkaga Pralamesa, that you don't bring a carbon Asher by Mi'ila if it was done by Mesa. Fine, that's the price. Again, what did the price say? There's a Drasha that when you do Mi'ila by Mesa, you don't bring a carbon. The price has struggled why you need the Drasha. Typically, all mitzvos, you don't bring a carbon by Mesa. Even though they have a chi of kari, certainly mi'ila, which is not a chi of kari, so you don't need a pasuk. And we responded, no, somebody would say mi'ila is more chamar because it has misa b'day shemayim. So now the Gemara analyzes. Which one figure it out? Which one is more strong? First, it sounds like kari is stronger, and then it sounds like misa b'day shemayim is stronger. What's going on? So amalei hachi ka'amar. Of course, kari is stronger. Everybody knows kari is more stronger than misa b'day shemayim. It's ten years earlier. Then, uh, then Misa Vedeshimayim. What was the Chumrah we were saying that maybe Mi'ilo is more Chumrah because it has Misa? We meant like this. What we meant is there's no punishment of even Misa Vedeshimayim if it's less than a Kazai's. Let's say you eat Chilev, you eat Dam. If you don't eat a Kazai's worth, there's no punishment whatsoever. Less than a Kazai's, there's no punishment. I see Mi'ilo is more stringent. So you can be Chayev for stealing from the base of Mikdash, even if you steal less than a Kazai's. And what is, why is that true because Meila all depends on the shear of Pruta. So that's what the Brisa was saying. Maybe Meila is more Chama and you're high of a carbon even Memezid because Meila is high of less than a Kazai. So you're saying that it's a Kalva Chomer because other mitzvahs, which have a chi of kares, you're not chayv a carbon b'mezid. So certainly me'ila, where there's no kares, there's no, there's no carbon b'mezid. I could say the opposite. Me'ila is more chamer because me'ila, you're chayv less than a kezayis. Other mitzvahs, you're not chayv less than a kezayis. And that's why I needed the pasuk. What a beautiful explanation for the b'raisa. You should feel good. Because, because, because you made me, you, you put my mind at ease. Meaning, feel good that you made me feel good. Because we had this, such a difficult b'raisa and you gave me such a nice shot. Everything's gavali. So Amalei, but then Reb Nachman said, There's nothing good going on here. This was the worst explanation of all time. Why? The Rabbi Shisha shut the Gwenago. Rabbi and Shisha, they took an axe and they broke this explanation apart. Why? Because Man Shamas lay Dhamma Hizabim Meila Bemisa. We keep on saying that the punishment for Meila is Misa Videshamayim. We said that black and white in the Braitsa. Who holds that way? 
The truth is that a Mesecha Sanhedrin is actually a dispute. It's only Rebbe. It's only the opinion of Rebbe Dahanasi. Ditanya says in the Bible, says, someone who does Me'ilah B'Mezeh. What's the punishment? Rebbe Omer B'Mezeh. Rebbe says there's Misa B'Deh Shemayim. However, the Chacham say it's only a plain laugh. Now, okay. So obviously the Bible holds like Rebbe. Who cares? But wait a second. Where did Rebbe get that there's Misa B'Deh Shemayim from Me'ilah? If you look in Parshish Vayikra, it doesn't say it. So my time at the Rebbe, where did he get it from? The answer is, the word, the Torah uses the word chet by truma, and it uses the word chet by me'ila. Just as someone who eats truma, that's where Rebbe got his opinion. Again, this Rebbe, the price holds like Rebbe, says there's Misa B'day Shemayim. We learn Xavier Shava from Truma, just as Truma is Misabide Shemaim, so too Truma, so too Meila is Misabide Shemaim. If so, and here's here's where we break it open, Umina, let's make the comparison stronger. Ma Truma, because I is just as when you eat Truma, you're not high of the parsha of Tashlume Truma. Unless you eat a Kazayas, Av Meila Bekazayas. Why don't we derive that law over to Meila? Why are we so sure that there's Meila and Shava Pruta? If we really have Xer Shava Chet Chet from Truma to Meila, and that's how we know there's Misa B'day Shemayim, for example. So we should also say that you're only chai for eating, for taking away from the base of Mekosh HaKazayis. So how could this Brisa A, hold there's Misa B'day Shemayim, but also say that you're chai of Meila and Pachos Mekazayis? How do those two facts stem? If you make the Xer Shava from, from Truma to Meila, and that's how you know there's Misa B'day Shemayim, you should also learn from the Xer Shava that you're only chai of Meila if you eat a Kazayis. This was the bomb kasha. So how could this price a hold of these two things? That there is Misa B'day Shemayim by Me'ila, and the same time, you're Chai of Me'ila on Pachos Mikazayas. On that question, Rav Papa came along and he said, Papa, that's not a question at all. How do you know that Rebbe holds like the Rabbana? That the Parsha of Tashlumi Truma is Chai of only Mikazayas? That you now have a question that that should be learned over to Me'ila, that you're only Chai of Me'ila if you eat a Kazayas. Dilma Ka'aba Shol Maybe Rebbe holds like Abba Shol to Amr Yishba Shavar Pruta Avogav to Les Bekazayis. And if you hold like Abba Shol, then you're Chayv in the Parsha of Tashlumi Truma for eating a Shavar Pruta even though it doesn't have a Kazayis. So then the whole question falls away. The whole premise was if Truma is Kazayis, you should learn that over to Meila. But if Truma is only Shavar Pruta, is even just Shavar Pruta like, like, like Abba Shol, then very good, everything's fine. Then Meila can also be a Shavar Pruta. So this was Rapapo's response. Rapapa said, maybe Rebbe holds like Abashol that the Chiv depends on Pruta and not on Kezayis. Now the Gemara concludes, wasn't Rapapa the name who said that Abashol agrees that you need a Kezayis? He was just saying you need a Kezayis and a Pruta. So how can Rapapa be the one to say here that you're high of according to Abashol for just having a Pruta even though it's less than a Kezayis? must be that he retracted. And this is the long proof that the Gemara brings Rapapa himself retracted, and everyone agrees. It's unanimously accepted that Lafi, the opinion of Abba Shal, you're chai of tashlumi truma for a pruta, even though it is not worth a kazai. So bottom line is, we have a summary. What's the simple summary? There's a machlokas, Tanakama and Abba Shol about Tashlumi Truma. Tanakama says the Chiyav is triggered only from the Chiyav of Kezayis. Then we have Abba Shol saying and saying it's Tully and Pruta. What does he mean? Does he mean it's Tully and Kezayis and Pruta? Or does he mean it's Tully and just Pruta alone? The Gemara has conclusively proved, according to everybody, that Abba Shol is saying it means it depends on Pruta alone. That is the end of what we learned about Tashlumi Truma for the day. So according to the Gemara, is skimming Mozart, is stealing a penny from a billion people, Mozart? One second, one second.